Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello, Good evening and welcome to this Hang on, wait, wait, no, 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 Whoa. start again. This is a fucking shambles. Pod shambles. Nice. Hi, Paddy. Hello, Laurie. How how are you? What, I'm good. I, I actually oh. I have something I want to talk about. Okay, you um, I know this is early days, but um, look. Wasn't okay. Um, by the end of this hour, maybe because you can't think of this kind of thing quickly. I want you to tell me how you would make shoes better. Hang on, shoes. Shoes better. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, hang on. I was, no, I, I was thinking about this on the way here, and I was looking... Well, no, I gym. fell <laughs> on the way here. I have awful balance, but I felt... And I thought, well, shoes, they're great. <laughs> They've been around for ages, and, you know, everyone's got shoes. Well, do they? Well, I bet well, some people don't. I'm speaking in very broad terms okay. here, but... Just but, clear, please. So, all right. <laughs> um, so, like, how would you... Ch- shoes are something that haven't really changed... Um, people have thicker soles, or people have shoes made of leather or plaid, plaid um, or hemp or hemp. I mean, no one has um, winkle pickers anymore. No, well, yeah. Or I mean, so that's that's fashion. What I'm talking yeah. is like structural capability, or no, no. Actually, like, how would you? What would you do to a shoe to make it? What would you better? do to a shoe? And I'm not talking aesthetically. I'm I'm saying, how could you make shoes more useful? Shoes more for you. <laughs> I would. Well, I mean, I'm quite happy with my shoes. You, don't, you have to think of it now. No, I'm just, I just. I just I'm just setting you up. For I'm just. Later. Gonna, I just want to make this very clear from the beginning. I don't really care about what you think about shoes, buddy. I'm quite happy with mine. I mean, why the pressure? Change isn't always good. It's not pressure. I what just if thought... I put scorpions in every pair of shoes sold from now and forever? In some countries, um... they do sell them with scorpions. <laughs> no, you have to. Che- you have to check. What's that? That's one of those kind of. Broad travelling terms. It's like, oh, remember to turn your boots upside down. There For might scorpions, be scorpions, even when in. you're in Hampshire. Yeah, absolutely. And it's it's something that I think, uh, you know, people get that stuck in their head. But I I actually put on my shoe today, and there was a, there scorpions? was a ring in it. Uh, was it maybe a very badly constructed like uh, proposal attempt? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> look and, inside your shoe. And instead, of, and instead of being like, oh my god, I was like, there's a ring in my shoe. <laughs> like, Fuck that. I uh, yeah, it, and it really hurt. And I can't work emotionally. Out, I can't work out where it came from because I don't. I don't wear rings. Um, but the, but this was. Quite, it was quite a fancy ring. It was jade green. 
Um, this is sounding like a kind of child line. If anyone know. would like to claim it, um, <laughs> uh, I don't know how you got into my house, but you can email me. Uh, at, at ringmaster. At the ringmaster at yahoo.org. But yeah, I just the whole thing kind of confused me. Um, how did we get here? Sorry, shoes, better. Think about it, we'll talk about it later. Okay. Over to you at the studio. Thanks, Dale. <laughs> um, we're having some turbulence here in the helicopter. We'll be back with you at five for more updates. Back to you in the other studio. Why is one of our studios in a helicopter? <laughs> Always. Every successful news station has a helicopter. Has a helicopter. It's the one thing that makes you able to report on things on the fly. Let alone, you know, you can't just walk somewhere because if there's something exploding or a giant <laughs> animal attacking or, you know, piranha infestation in, you know, her Madge's toilet, right. you've got to have a helicopter to get in there. It's simple journalistic science. The thing I wonder about helicopters is... um. What do, what do you <laughs> wonder about? No, speaking of helicopters, <laughs> um, no, I um, do you notice in fantasy novels or, like, role-playing they games... They never or, have helicopters. No, quite the opposite. Oh, Helico- d- 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 Despite where they are in technology, that's normally sort of slightly medieval, but yeah. maybe a bit steampunk or whatever, they always have some kind of variation of a helicopter. I know, hang on, I'm going to put you up on this. Right, Lord right. of the Rings. No, Lord fucking the... helicopter. I mean, yeah. eagles, but they just generally flap. They don't go... I bet the dwarves made something. No, well, they dug too deep, of course. They dug too deep. So they had to go up. In Warhammer, you get, uh, yeah. like, like anything anything where dwarves are considered engineers, they've always built a variant but Surely the whole joy of fantasy is you can just say, you know, wizard gone and done it, whatever there is. So, oh, it's a Boeing 747. No, no. No, well, I think you can. <laughs> no. I'm going to do it Because now. wizards wizards do things with magic. I'm saying mechanically. Well, it would helicopters... be pretty magic if you found a helicopter in, you know, the war-torn fields of Pelennor. I suppose... <laughs> Frankly, <laughs> I suppose, but but I mean, they seem to have always constructed some kind of flying machine, and rather than resembling a plane, it normally resembles a helicopter. Yeah, I wonder why they start with that idea. It's like it's like we haven't yet cured chlamydia, but we've got a heli- <laughs> like you know. Well, hang on, would that be the first priority for any well, normal no, okay, civilization? Uh, <laughs> you know what? Okay, there's several diseases. There's poverty. There's you know a lack of travel over long distances. But mm. this STD, we we just got to get rid of it. Well, no. <laughs> I mean, you know, you're not even saying prophylactic. You're going straight for fucking chlamydia. Do they call diseases different names in um, fantasy novels? Nobrot. Well, um, I'm not saying give me different names. I'm bollocks saying, lime. Are there any things that they refer to? I mean, because normally there's there's the flu. In a book, they always have flu or a cold. Or the plague. Or the yeah, plague. Plague's, plague's a, plague. a big one. Um, but it's never referred always, to as bubonic. Always, no, no it's, bubos to be no, seen. No, exactly. I mean, there weren't any there weren't any <laughs> bubo references in their literature. But I would love to write. A very exciting essay about bubos in popular fantastical fiction. <laughs> page one. A comprehensive would, study. Page, the introduction, funnily enough, Paddy, thanks for asking, would be <laughs> about how in Lord of the Rings he's called Bilbo, which is almost a bulbo, but not quite. I think this was a cul de sac of con- conversation, cul- my cul- friend. Cul de sac of conversation. We should have a jingle there. Yeah. <laughs> this story isn't going anywhere, Laurie. Dun, 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 dun. Why? <laughs> Why'd you turn left at the post box, Paddy? <laughs> That's the directions. I'm, oh, I'm poor with maps. Hang on, where did we get here? Bubonic. Backwards, backwards, backwards. Shoes. Ne- shoes. No. Have we moved on? Yes. That was for later. Medicine. Yes. We were on sort of fantasy novels. Yeah. Um, are you reading a fantasy novel at the moment? Do you know what? I'm not. I'm terribly sad to say. I've been lent. I've been lent. I've been bought one by my esteemed friend, Mr. Jervis, called The Braided Path, which is sitting on my bookshelf. By Chris Wooding? Chris Wooding. Ah, uh, one of the many Woodings. One of the many Woodings. Slightly easier to deal with than uh, 
Hans Metling and his German cyberpunk series. And of course, <laughs> let us not forget Anne Diamonding and her incredibly hard to digest series of feminist wonder horse. I'd just very quickly like to issue an apology. I um, shuffled and hit the microphone at that point. Oh, so yeah. if there's a change in audio from here on out, it is my fault. Fuck you. Um, <laughs> I can't do anything about that. So um, we but could I'm... try and edit that out, but we haven't quite worked that bit out yet. We do, that's easy, it's fine. We can do that. It's fine. We have the technology. We, have, we, we, we can we rebuild have. this podcast to be slightly more cohesive than it has been thus far. No, I bet if we ever tried to edit this, I mean... Why well, hang on, I've got pro editing skills. I've got like a, a mixed S. Bullshit, you have an English lit degree. <laughs> I mean, it's useful for something. <laughs> that thing is moving a mouse on a screen very slowly. I could, you know, Done I could good. get... I'll get Nigel Godrich on it and he'll put some techno drum beats on it. It'll be fine. <laughs> What's to worry about? So you're not reading The Braided Path? No. I bought that for you out of the, the kindness of my tiny well, heart. I, I, I have many other things to be doing. Tiny I'm reading heart. some uh, Bukowski at the moment, which is actually a very seminal work of a ham on rye. literature. Yes, you saw it through my window I earlier. did see it on the web. I'm reading about four books on the Garm Terrible. I'm reading that. I'm reading Sandman. I'm reading... I'm unimpressed. <laughs> I'm going to put that out there. I'm going to cough in consternation. <laughs> I'll give you a second to cough. Do you want to... No, I'm good. That is such a like. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm sorry. I'm I'm fine. I'll tell you what. I just have to. Oh, I've just swallowed oh, a, a bee. couple more with pints. Oh. I've just swallowed. Why do you keep bees in here? <laughs> well, <coughs> there, there, well, there you go. That's what you get for questioning I my am, beekeeping. I ended up coughing. No sting keeps bees. No. I'm or sorry. is that just a gag? Surely <laughs> that's a joke. Paddy, come on, you've got to think about these my things. My brother wants to keep bees. Does he? Now, yeah. I always, I'm always reminded of the Eddie Izzard skit when he's like, when you keep bees, what, you just keep them somewhere? I mean, I find it quite hard to imagine. Do you have, like, little lassoes around their feet? Do you, like, bribe them to come back? It's like, mate, if you come back here, I'll he's give you a, hero. I'll give you a DVD of The Wire. He's touring again, Eddie is Izzard. He? Yeah, he's, um, he's doing a load of big shows in May. He's running now. I think he's running for London Mayor soon. I think I think this is true. Sorry, is this I a gag? I think I haven't made this up. Um, no, 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 this is, this is stone cold. He is quite political. Fact. Well, exactly, he's a very clever man. Mm. I'm sure he'd do better than old Blozer Johnson. I'm impressed with this wine, by the way. Yeah, it's quite... Sorry, that's quite a visual thing to say. We, um... Well, basically, like, we have a sort of agreement where we record stuff... At basically, the... Paddy brings me a bottle of wine and I put out. That's the agreement. <laughs> I bring the wine and Laurie usually cooks. Um, and um, Cooks a sexy surprise in my underpants. And actually, no, you've opened up a sort of new um, era of cooking. Era of cooking. Era of cooking. Well, thank era you. Era of cooking for me, because... Um, Doing wonders Laurie, my Laurie lives with, um, with a vegetarian um, called Zach. Know, and right. I've, I've never lived with a vegetarian. And so whenever we have dinner here, Laurie typically cooks something... That you know doesn't contain animal um, stuff. flesh yeah. and um, animal stuff. Yeah, it's got no. It's eyes. got no glue in it. Got no glue. <laughs> um, got no turpentine. It's without gelatin. It's not made from animals. I don't know what I'm talking about. Hide. Um, yeah. So we normally have we have some sort of veggie treat. And um, yeah, you've actually. I mean, I've never had vegetarian cooking. My family. No. Um, you enjoyed the carrots last week. I love it. It was just, just a carrot. It, I mean, but it was <laughs> carrot flambe. <laughs> involved a mild amount what of What is cooking. a flambe? It's just set on fire, I believe. Isn't, Fried isn't that, to the point of doesn't fire. Doesn't happen to most things. No! What else do you set on fire? Well, I mean... What other food do you purposefully sell other than a Christmas pudding and, you know, a magic trick? There's no <laughs> other food you set on fire. Um, no, flame-grilled no. steak. Don't set it on fire. Anything flame grilled? No, you don't. You put it on fire, as in you put, put no, it on. on fire. Yeah, there is a fire. I did and you a place, fire. You place the thing on the fire. 
Oh, I suppose. But you don't literally set it, or you don't use it as kindling in a grand kind of conflagration. Conflagrate. You are good with words. <coughs> I'm going to give you your juice. That's an English lit degree, <laughs> Well, at least you have a degree. Hey. Oh. Degrees are only done by degrees. I buddy. had to drop out of my. No, that sounds like such an easy oh, way. I had out. to leave. It just. Oh. It didn't get me. What happened to you, man? My arm exploded. It did. It was pretty cool. Now, that sounds like a, that sounds like I'm lying. My arm actually. No, it is. It look, it's just raggedy stumps. My arm ruptured um, midway through my like s- second year exams. Something like that. And, it was um, quite intense, wasn't it? So you were in there. You were writing up an essay about, you know, Billie Jean. But and then all of a sudden, <laughs> it was like you know something out of the ring. It wasn't really that vicious. No, it was exactly like. Don't you try and downplay it, Paddy? I'm so, well, the it listeners want to know. What it happened. was. It was. I basically got a, a a line of hernias for about twelve inches across my arm, um, and I had to drop out of uni. And um, you all then went on to finish your degrees, and I, I sort know, left of left you behind. I lumbered all, in the. We, we all agreed. We were like, we could wait. I, I sat around in the the backwaters but of vocal f- comedy for a while, Paddy. and now here we are. <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, actually, career. let's. I mean, I mean, I mean, this is this is this is is this our first episode? Would we call it that episode? I think we need to come up with a better word than episode. I don't like calling it episode. What about um? There must be a better way of saying episodes that maybe maybe it's something we could coin. Installments. No, because chapters. Chapters, I quite like, chapters. but no, that no, I think somewhat. I mean, that's being used at the moment in Kevin Scenes. Spacey's House of Cards. I haven't seen that. But instead of episodes, they call it chapters in that. Uh, yeah, but that's because isn't that the whole nature of that? Well, I mean, you can't. But it's like because they're not set lengths, are they? And there's no cliffhangers, artificial cliffhangers, or a no-no, I believe. Yeah. I haven't seen it. My our friend Leah is currently working on the PR for that. Hi Leah. Hi Leah. So Leah, frankly, do a better job. Who's listening live? Hi Leah. <laughs> Let's just go straight through to Leah on line seventeen. Hello, my name is Leah. <laughs> Hello, Leah. And what do you want? I want to buy some more chalk. <laughs> we don't. I told you, Leah. We've run out of chalk. You, you ate it all in a fit of. Chalk Why did hunger. you come here? <laughs> um. All right, bye, Leah. Bye, bye, bye. But I didn't, um. Oh, that's good. Fuck, what were we saying? Episode. Yeah. Shit. So I think I'd really like to come up with a new a new way of saying something, okay. something that's quite friendly because I don't think you need to oh, listen to this episodically. Lam- lamlets. <laughs> like a cutlet. They're friendly. <laughs> the cutlet. That's completely the wrong opposite of lamlet. Cutlet's quite. A nice. lamlet's alive. A cutlet is definitely not alive. I mean, if any of Unless you have got any a very ideas, idea about how you would like to eat your meat. Should this be our first? I mean, because every every kind first of radio cutlet. show or podcast says this. Um, do email us if you have any ideas. Oh, uh, um, we we actually registered an email address today. It was, um, very, it was like giving birth. Oh, better. hang on, sixteen minutes in. This uh, this is the pod shambles. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, hello. Hi. God. Wow, we oh, we need to glory of editing, buddy. We just, <laughs> look, what we can do, right? No one's listening because no one listens. For the I don't know if I'm laughing or we crying. Just, we, just, we just take that little bit and we'll overlay it, so you'll be saying something else. And then it's the pod shambles, and then carry on. Okay, well, this is the pod shambles. Um, we registered an email address today. Um, God, do we need to go through the admin? I mean, is that something? Wait, so oh, item well, one, email address. Number two, Twitter. Number three, Gmail. Yeah. No, that's number one. Podsham- <laughs> Podshambles Sorry. at gmail.com. Um, Do you have any kind of suggestions? Naughty photos. At the minute, Cutlet is winning for me. But no, I mean, it's a bit... In our, in bit, our audience bit porky. It's a bit porky. You, do you want to you keep it strictly halal, do you? <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> um, um, let's call it... Um, um, ooh, ooh, 
we, we nice, know the harmony. Harmonized R. What was that? Was that Gregorian chanting? Barack. No, pre-Barack. Barack Obama. Barack Obama. <laughs> See, this is political. Ah, <laughs> oh, he's a wonderful man, isn't he? I Barack my foot on the way <laughs> to the chapel. What shepherd? What you got to the chapel? I wanted to Gaspar. pray again. I wanted to pray for no. Leo. They have told you not to go there again Le- and again. <laughs> you cannot keep farting in the fonts. It is not allowed. The little babies, they have the water on their head. Eggs. 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 It's my egg song. Shut the fuck up. We are using good words. I mean, it's primarily you because you studied English and. I've always had a lot of love for that. A lot of people give um, give English students a shit. very hard time. Mostly employers, generally. Well, in, yeah, but look at me. Oh, look at you! I've got nothing. You've got your health. You I got don't one arm. have you've my only got health. One arm. And you've got you've got a kind of lovable face. That'll to clarify, I have two arms. I want to put that out there. Yeah, because... one of them is mostly bionic. It is. Yeah, I'm. I. 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 I am sort of Edward. Can Elric you? From, what can you shoot from, from your arms? Do you remember Biker Mice from Mars? You can shoot Biker Mice from Mars from your arm. <laughs> the eldest of the Biker Mice, I forget his name. Can you look I want to say Frodo, but it's not Frodo. Can you look up his name for me? Because this is a, no, this is a shut up. This is a big deal. Odo, Fro, Fro, no, the, Fro, the eldest. He had an eye patch. He was wow. the grey mouse, which is how you knew who was the eldest. He had the deepest voice, and he had a bionic arm, which he had small rockets in that he could fire at people. Biker Mice from Mars. Modo. Modo. Like Komodo. What were they called? Vinny, I remember him. He was a little... Oh, my God! Oh, um, yeah. He was like the New York cabbie. Then there was Modo, who was, you know... Was there Throttle? And Throttle. Throttle? Yes. Who throttle? had Who had a Whose cannon. Whose weapons consist of a cestus? What the fuck is a cestus? Isn't that, isn't that a Sikh weapon? A battle glove. That's cestus, a... that, they have them in Diablo 3. They're not a weapon. Um, I've got a battle glove. Yeah, they're like punching. Do you reckon weapons. a battle glove is a glove used to initiate battles, like a duel? What, like a like Taste a Taste my battle glove. What, and you slap it across someone? Yeah. If you right, okay. When's the last time you thought like if this was Georgian England, I would have considered a duel right now? Like, when's the last Ooh. time like you were in public and you thought I demand satisfaction? I'm gonna hit him. Or I'm gonna hit him. Or I'm gonna challenge him to a duel. Some kind of. You know. The last time someone really, really insulted me, and I felt you felt your honour was besmirched. Okay, here's here's something. Okay, okay, let yeah, me just dip back into the annals. I'll take you back to uh, six days ago. It was um, a 1975 Glastonbury Festival, and uh, <laughs> Vinnie Jones would have been there before his football career. Of course, we all know he was destined for something special. He got up on stage with the Stooges to play a 15-minute cover of My Sharona, and then he was the guest vocals on a time-traveling version of the Spice Girls. Yeah, very interesting. BVs on um BV's on um w- wannabe <laughs> <laughs> that of course was a fairer time a much kinder time but now I'm gonna play <laughs> no, here's a song from oh god we're not allowed songs it's my Stephen Hackett impression I um, uh, my, my, my friend Johnny does a fantastic I, I love BBC Six music but uh, my friend Johnny's impression of it is um, hello I'm a failed northern musician and here's another song without oh, a beat very unfair <laughs> Oh, Jarvis is wonderful um, for a start. Sorry. Anyway, sorry. So I went. Um, I went about six days ago. I went to a curry house um, oh. to go and have. Was a, it a, made of curry? A celebratory meal. Did it have a naan door? <laughs> it was. Uh, it was very lovely. It was in. Uh, it was near. It was near somewhere near Camden. And um, at the end of the meal, the most organised of us, uh, my friend Will, said, "Right, well, we should let's let's split the bill." 
Um, and so we were doing that thing. And you know, it always takes about four to six minutes. You're all doing the maths. And some people have notes. Some have coins. Some people don't oh, have should, anything. I want to pay with a card. Like, some people say, I will give you three donkeys and a bushel of corn. Bartering wankers. Bartering wankers. Um, but, but anyway, it turned out we owned about we owed about sixteen fifty each. Um, and we were all trying to find our change. And then... We, we, you know, the, the restaurant wasn't busy, and this guy came over, and he was like an upper class lad. Okay, so I mean, if he had to pick a kind of celebrity analog for him to be, who would he be played by in the film? He would be that guy from the Gadget Show. Oh, hello. But him? if if the, if he was, uh, oh, like, that's magic. Oh, it's a toaster that can talk to me. Brilliant. No, he's more enthusiastic oh. about. Oh, he like it. It would be him if he had a. Um, if he was really into. Um, Something more, a slightly more obscure sport. Like he was a diehard softball fan, oh, and him and the I lads see. went out and they watched a bit of softball and they fucking tore <laughs> shit up. <laughs> you can cough into the mic. I don't mind. <laughs> oh no, that was horrid. Um. Anyway, so it was. It, and this guy just came over to our table. We were sort of, you know, we were trying to work it out. And he goes, "Gross and fucking balls, lads!" And he threw a tenner on he the table. He threw his balls on the table. He threw a tenner on the table and, and stormed and stormed out with his balls. Let me finish. He stormed out. Um, and 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 everyone in the restaurant was silent, and it was like it was like a sort of nineteenth century insult. He basically said, "You guys don't have enough money, so you're arguing about it. So just have a bit of mind to fucking shut you yeah, up." Yeah, you bloody paupers. And it was awful. And he sort of stormed off with his mates. And I and I and, and, and you know it was great. You know my my share yeah. of the meal was now fourteen pounds fifty. Free tenner. Like that was great. I had the change for that. It was actually a lot. E- he did do us a favour. It was a lot easier. Very after aggressive that. way to do a favour. But though. it was it was it's just like really... you know <sighs> it's like picking someone up and taking him to hospital. And going, you were a cunt. I would have challenged him to a duel. Yeah. Well, okay. Think... What would be your prefer- what would you where would you have duelled him and what would your preferred weapon be? Uh, on a on a helipad with a saber in um, downtown uh, Sao Paulo. Downtown Abbey. The helipad at Downton Abbey. I almost vomited. Then. <laughs> vomited with joy. I'm so. I tried to hiccup, but I think I was a bit. I think I was you just sick. Your larynx. Oh, I'm so. Hey, easy. sorry. Whoa. Do you want some CPR? Fuck, that was I'm weird. Very good at mouth to mouth. Sorry, I got a bit sexy there. What are we talking about? Shoes. Okay. Um, how long ago was that? That was several days ago. We've been here for years. <laughs> oh, just, we had to edit out the Tibetan... Just want a hot meal. Oh, the bit about the monk chanting, mate. That went off time. You didn't need to do the entire ring cycle again. It wasn't necessary. But the first thing I do about shoes... Mm. Um, is... Okay, some kind of, like, self-writing mechanism. You remember Robot Wars? Mm. You remember Craig Charles? Mm. He was great. Mm. That's an aside. Mm. Um, you know how some of them robots. Can you imagine if, can... if I only responded to your questions with, hmm? That'd be a f- fucking brilliant podcast, wouldn't it? <laughs> here's, here's a crazy man My talking job. to his monosyllabic friend. <laughs> Hours of laughter ensue. <laughs> Great. Five stars. Thank sort you, of iTunes. Beck Hansen, who's lost his voice. <laughs> oh my god. Beck. Oh, he's mm. he's mm. nutty, hasn't mm. he? Mm. I think you mm. should put more tambourine and red hair. <laughs> Um, you imagine I think Beck Hansen talking to Michael Sarah is one of the most amusing things I can think of and they must have done it because they were both tangentially involved in Scott Pilgrim how was Beck involved in it? Did I say, he did the soundtrack did all, all of the soundtrack. it? yeah I thought Anna Managuchi did that I don't know who that is but Anna he Managuchi, has man like, and Gooch in her name aren't they like a, they're like an 8 bit sorry um, 
subject. Self-writing system. Are you saying it would it would so, detect... like, Do you remember Chaos Two? Oh yeah, you oh, had a little flipper, wasn't Chaos it? Two. Chaos Two. Oh. Wheelie Big Cheese, also wonderful. Wheelie Big Cheese. <laughs> what about the one? Do you remember Thermidor? He was a big lobster. Was... <laughs> he was a big red lobster robot with a little flip in his face. The thing that ties these together, right, <laughs> is the fact they have a flippy thing on their front, which means, which means, crucially, right, pay fucking attention. Oh, sorry. Crucially, when they're flipped onto their back, exposing their soft underbelly, mm. they can, <laughs> they can re-flip themselves back over the right way and continue with their own flipping activities. I do remember so, this. Taking this point on, yeah, right. Mm. What if shoes had that? Not a flippy thing necessarily, because that would be very unpleasant if you were kind of you flip flopped on your front. If you fell over mm. and your shoes went and like tried to flip you back, that could be yeah. very unpleasant. So, what if out the sides, right? I think the sides work best. Right, the sides, the left hand side of both shoes. Well, ah, this wouldn't really work. Okay, well, just 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 roll with it. Okay, no scrap. Small pause. So. You've got you've got you've got your shoes, right? And they've got some kind of inflating pillow mechanism underneath them. This is so a good when, thing to go. When you fall over mm. when you fall over, they work out where your body weight is and how it's distributed on the floor and they put up kind of countermeasury inflaty bits oh, which okay. start to like lift you up. And I don't think I think it'd be impractical, Baddy, to say that, you know, you expect them to lift you entirely on their own. I mean, mm. they're only shoes, after all. But oh. if they just gave you a bit of a push in the right way, just so you go oh, and get up. Are we assuming wonderful. that? Are we assuming that the shoes sort of now have computers in them? Well, yeah, everything else has got computers in. Why not shoes? My face. I've well, got I mean, several computers. I quite like that idea. I mean, the idea of I mean, a shoe that could self-adapt to a scenario. Oh yeah, you're going down very. I mean, these sentient shoes is a very. Small I'm not step talking. I'm way. not talking AI. Yeah, but as soon as you give them like a little bit of leeway, suddenly the shoe uprising will happen. No, let's say. Let's no, say. What? No, no. Hang no, on. No, fuck you. A world run by <laughs> shoes would be the bleakest world possible. I'm not saying they that. They would just farm us for soul fresheners. I'm not saying we, we allow them to think and improve <sighs> themselves. I'm saying if a shoe can detect um, whether the terrain is marshy or it's slippery or it's um, or you're going at an angle. Yeah. Let's say let's say it goes, oh, he's climbing a hill, little spikes come out. Or let's say, oh, he's he's okay. falling. Little 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 side bit. Little side bit, like yourself writing. Oh, yeah, a little mechanism. chaos too, flipper. Um, or like you know, it says, "Oh, it's hot and air vents open." Oh, it's cold and it doubles right. the padding. Okay, number one, great. Number two, thanks. I mean, sort of. Okay, that's a bit overblown. It's oh. all right. <laughs> number two, that's a lot of gubbins to fit on one shoe, mate. They fit a lot of stuff into computer chips. Yeah, but not like. That's not my issue, mate. Not oh, you're talking about right. the actual. So you'd have to have vents themselves. and spikes and pillows and uh, no, okay, pillows, dispensers, pillows. Uh, just have a, a inner lining side. of the shoe that, okay. that inflates, okay. allowing for extra inflation. Vents. You just need a. You, just need vents. You just need vents. Okay, vents spikes, are easy. That's all right. Okay, what else? Though? Spikes, little bits. And your grip just goes chink. Oh, like that comes what out. about snow? That's not, okay. Um, you have an interlocking sort of lattice mechanism built into the. You b- can't the b- just say lattice no. mechanism and get away with it. I haven't thought this through. <laughs> okay, I'm not perfect. Do you think Bill Gates got to where he is just by saying lattice mechanism and expecting everyone else to do his work yes. for him? Actually, that's a very good point. He's a wonderful mind. 
<laughs> a lattice mechanism that's sort of spring-loaded that bursts out of your shoe but can lattice itself back in. So okay, the point still stands, though. What if these went off at inappropriate times, such as when you're pleasuring a lady? Well, that's why we could use the, the control panel we were talking about. Ah, uh, yeah, that's true. But then you'd have a big old control panel just yeah, for your shoes. Yeah, matching gloves. Yeah, but just for your shoes. I mean, it's a lot of effort. Wouldn't be big. For, for like, you know, we're talking about mild convenience here. Like, there's not often I walk up a hill and go, oh, I really wish I had some spikes that would pop out right now. All right, no, well, okay. Well, let's say, you, okay, let's say it's a small control panel. You wear it on your wrist like a sweatband. And it's from, a, let's say, that, let's say we start this company. It's from a particular company. Let's call it, um, uh, uh, Phazoid. <laughs> Foot Solutions Incorporated. Okay. Part of the Fosol lower Inc. lower leg company. Fosol. Fosol. Okay. Fosol. 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 Um, you get your ass in here, boy. So you get the little Fosol control panel, and Fosol make they, they make all different types of clothes. So you've got you've got shoes, you've got gloves, you've got hat. Can I just intervene and say copyright, uh, Laurie and Paddy, two thousand thirteen? Thanks. Um, so yeah, it controls it controls basically all your clothing that you can own from that you can buy from Fosol. So you can have a hat that. Hang on, whoa! They're called Fosol and they make hats. Oh shit! Okay, um, Closol, Closol, clothing clothing solutions. So a hat um, that the, the the brim comes out when it's sunny or mm. can make itself waterproof or ventilated. Mm. Same way, Could gloves. You have a propeller when you're trying to climb a wall, they get sticky. They have spikes. Hang, hang on, whoa! How often do you try to climb walls? I climb more if I had gloves. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's if, true. If I were Spider-Man, I would climb more. Yeah, exactly. No, if you if you had the option... If of... I lived on the Great Wall of China, I would climb more walls. If I lived in a maze, I would climb more walls. If... What if it's not a... What if it's a meta-maze? A meta-maze. What if it's a maze of the mind? What if it's a moral maze? You'd climb the walls of your own inhibitions. I'd climb the walls of... <laughs> Climb the walls of Christ. That isn't that. I swear that's been in an anime. Like, you know, robots exploding. Shinji, get out of this. Like, I'm busy climbing the walls of my own sensibilities. It was sort of in Bleach. Uh, was it? Well, he Don't has ruin to, it. Spoilers. He... All right, spoilers. If you haven't seen past, like, episode eight of Bleach. A lot of people haven't. I don't think anyone knows what we're talking about, mate. No, it's about, basically, a bottle of, like, household disinfectant that can speak and one day he gets locked in the sink you think shit series over yeah no more adventures of mr hey i'm ryan reynolds at mint mobile we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does they charge you a lot we charge you a little so naturally when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you that's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. H-ball. Wait. But then, Where then he the story climbs, gets turned on its head. And he climbs the walls of the sink, which are actually a very extended metaphor for you know, his own inequalities and mm. shortcomings. Mm. And he gets out of the sink mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and falls onto a small dog yeah. and burns his face off. Mate, that's It's that... a story for the ages. Oh. <laughs> you feel a bit upset. We're talking now. about ibuprofen? No. Ibuprofen? Ibuprofen. What were we. So, um, shoes, better. Good? Fine. Great. Done. Right, um, let's go with it. Okay. Okay, that's... Well, <laughs> solved. Problem solved. I think we should leave that well alone for at so, least Yeah, I know. Oh, God, I mean, we went on about that for a while. His name was Pablo. More Spanish spider. He wore a pair of espadrilles. And drank cider. So today, I watched a film, Paddy, mm. um, with um, my flatmate. It was called Penelope. The moving image. Ah, the moving image. And it was about, right, a girl played by Christina Ricci, who's a very attractive young lady. And the premise of the film is that her family, of which Richard D. E. Grant is her dad, with an inexplicably American accent. Right. Um, basically, ancestors, some kind of family curse, something went wrong... Um, and they were cursed so that the firstborn daughter. I'm sorry, no, you can't just jump in there and go uh, some kind of family. It's curse. really boring because it's like there's a there's there's oh that's your God. first mention of the arcane in this story. You can't just go okay. so some magic happened. And <laughs> then, like, like, a wizard's there and he makes some shit happen. It turns out Christina Ricci actually's got eight legs. Okay, so no, okay, so start again. So <laughs> Richie Grant's ancestors. Um, there's a bloke country house in England mm. very weirdly set in London okay continue later he <laughs> impregnates a young scullery maid um, <laughs> then it turns out that he's like nah fuck it mate I'm a too much of a lad he marries someone else scullery maid gets pissed off her mum is a witch which in the film this was set, this happened in like you know the 18th century stop with these fleeting no wait 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 it's supposedly this happened in the 18th century in England and then it goes so the vi- the town witch as if every town had a witch back then well like the village idiot yeah ex- well even then you know the, the village witch came over you know you've been to the village witch you know you've got <laughs> warts on your cock and you go village witch I will I'll kill some kind of small animal if you'll just rid me of these cock warts so and she, is she like, like <laughs> even though it's like Victorian England, is she like, <laughs> get rid of them for you? Like an apothecary witch? Or no, like-, like a proper full blown magic witch. <laughs> as Without, opposed to. As opposed to like a, you know, a wicker. Wiccans aren't as exciting as people think. Sorry, continue. Penelope. Anyway, so, God, it's very overblown. You don't need to watch the film after this. Mm. So his family gets cursed, and the firstborn daughter in that family will be born with a pig face, basically, mm. is the premise. And luckily, or unluckily... That's the curse. Generations... Yeah, I know. Specific. That's right? a shit curse. Well, you know, it's better than, like, her eyes exploding. I mean, it's, you know, gentle enough that they can make a PG-13 film about it. Mm. 
premise of the film. If you could have one curse, what would it be? Uh, what, on me or on someone else? Oh no, hang on, that's a shit question. The curse. If that... you could, if you could put a curse on someone, mm. uh, what would it be? Whenever they get sexually excited, mm. they bleed out of it, all their pores. Oh, that's really that's horrid. Yeah, I know. I was hoping this would be a maybe humorous vein of no. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, okay. Whenever they got sexually excited, why? Why would the sex? <laughs> because it would just mean that they could have they would have a really unhappy life. That their nose would just start growing, like not even like longer, but like, like a horny Pinocchio, bigger, just bigger until it gets to like you know like a fist on their face. Does it and go down again? They, yeah, as soon as they lose the horn, it goes down. But they've got to spend their whole life finding someone who's going to accept the fact that when they get when they get horny, they get horny. I think that's too face. noticeable. I think someone would seek revenge. I I'm they don't I'm, know it was me. I'm like if I was to put a curse they on, they just someone, spilt my milk. One you day. don't want them to know it's you. Until, like, maybe they're 80 and you see them. You haven't seen each other in a long time. So what, would, you, your curse, you say, would your curse be that every 10 years they're cursed? Something horrible happens to them, but one letter of your name is revealed every 10 years. So that when they get to 87, it's like, Pad E! You get, like, an overtly long game yeah. of Pictionary. <laughs> um, no, I just, like, and then, no, because then I could see them when they're 80 and they've had this, this sort of really weird life. And then I say something like... Um, What's the matter? Does it smell of honey in here? <gasps> and they, and they and would suddenly it clicks. For years of being plagued by the scent of honey. Like yeah, whenever they smell honey, um, like they 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 have to buy an egg. <laughs> they have no matter where they are. They, have, they just that moment. They've never to known buy why. An egg. But like even if they, you know, and they and, and by this right. point the guy like and maybe they don't like eggs. Maybe by this point he's got so many eggs. You can, and, and that's the other rule. Oh, you can't he, do anything with them. You have to keep. You can't eat them and you can't throw them away. So this guy, he just he keeps on buying, and he loves honey. Very um, complicated. He's a bear, curse. by the way. Um, and so he has all these eggs and he can't throw them away. He can't cook them, and like you know, his just marriage has a fought, stash of eggs. He has to keep it really secret from his wife all the time. Where are you going? I'm just. I'm. He's a bear. So. I mean, that's, that's the other thing. <laughs> it's all in bear. That's the other thing. It, like, <laughs> when he beco- whenever he whenever he buys an egg, he becomes a bit more of a bear. But he can't. But he can't. Um, he can't control it. So what? Like he's just got like one arm that's really hairy. Yeah, and like maybe maybe it's like once a fortnight. He goes out and kills a salmon. Yeah, yeah, he like, he like bats a salmon. But like, and, and he becomes a bit more of a bear. But he has to keep all these eggs so like his marriage falls apart. And and maybe all and that's the other thing. All his, oh, wait, all his, all his children are born allergic to eggs and honey. Oh shit! Well, hang on, that'd be quite easy then, because I mean, no matter his love of honey, then he could just like forgo honey. If his children were no, no, whenever he surely smells his, honey, surely his children should love honey. Whenever like he smells honey. absolutely love honey. And it's like their only thing I eat for their tea. Okay, that's a good idea. It's children of bees. <laughs> He's a, Oh, my God, you've done it. Okay. Let's call up Christopher Nolan. That would right be my good. Children- that's the twist. That's the twist. <laughs> that's the twist. About, about, it's like the third, fifth of the film. Yeah. And he has children. And you think, oh, normal life. Hive mind. Normal life. <laughs> that's the film. That's, that's what the it's name called. of the film. <gasps> Hive Brilliant. mind. Brilliant. So, so it goes, oh, that's Oh, and, so, so, and then the sequel could be called Hive Mind: the the bears and the bees, the bear necessities, the bear necessities. <laughs> yeah, and um, and that's it. Who'd be that's it? John no, Go- no, no, John no. Go- that's it. Oh, that's it. Okay, that's it. Done. Anyway, this film. Yeah, Penelope. Right? So he cursed family curse. The firstborn daughter is going to be born with a pig face, right? 
So face or head? Face. Oh. I'll tell you. I'll expand later. Literal pig or literal? Ugly? Look, I'll expand later. Okay, sorry, it hasn't manifested yet in the narrative of the film. So present day, Richard E. Grant and some American vile American woman have a child who is a daughter and it's all told through exposition while the birth's going on and daughter's born lo and behold with a pig snout and little pig ears right what is this film called it's called Penelope oh for reasons I'm not entirely sure anyway I thought it was right, called the curse child. crucially can only be broken there's some really cryptic line I can't fucking remember hmm. but the the gist of the line is that when she finds someone the same as herself who loves her or something hmm. so you're led to believe that she has to find someone to marry who is will accept sh- her for being a pig face is it Shrek yes <laughs> Shrek Onions, layers, gets there. <laughs> and then, and there's a wisecracking Eddie Murphy plays some kind of wisecracking, you know, mule. And lobster. then, lobster <laughs> called Jim. Hey, hey, don't my god, doing that, hey, hey. I can't do Eddie Murphy. I'll tell you one thing about this side of the world there's no pancakes. <laughs> Isn't that what he says? It's no. always. Oh. When does he ever say that? You know. Hey, where's my pancakes at? Oh, is that my Ro- no? That's my Robin that's Williams the bear impression. Film. That's the bear film. That's my impression pancakes, of Robin. Surely. My impression of Robin Williams. Robin is a wisecracking. Jar of honey. Oh, in God. Your film. Leave it. <laughs> oh my God. And then there's a whole jar of honey here. Ah. And he was like, ooh, hallelujah. Anyway. Can I love? For I am a bicentennial man. No, that's not that's his not voice. That's not him. Can I love? Because I am a bicentennial <laughs> man. That's Eddie Murphy again. <laughs> oh my God. I'm just not loving this shit. Anyway. Flubber. This film. I'm going to get through this film if it kills us both. Okay. So she obviously are very upset. Her family, right? This is the bit I. <laughs> Sorry, continue. Oh wow! So she, her family, um, you know, obviously distraught with the with the disgusting. Oh, okay. So they're really upset that they have a girl with a pig face. Understandably, although slightly shallowly, um, they shallowly. are plagued. Yes, there's a word. We'll carry on. Gloss over. They are plagued by reporters. Number one reporter who gets trying to get a picture of them mm. is Peter Dinklage. Oh, as as a dwarfy reporter who right tries to get a photo of the young baby with the pig features, mm. the mother gets a hammer and smacks it in his face and knocks out one of his eyes. This is like a film that's on a four o'clock on a Sunday afternoon. That escalated surprisingly yeah, quickly. very quickly. Right, you just want to get a picture of the pig face. Who wouldn't want a picture of pig face? Well, yeah, but you have to respect their privacy. Well, I mean, he is Tyrion Lannister, though. Was this pre-Game of Thrones? Pre-Game of Thrones. Oh, of course. Anyway, he's American. Again, another American character. Films are in London. We'll get there. See a British accent? No, American accent. Oh, okay. Um, anyway, time goes by. It gets to the point where she's looking for a husband. She has this very elaborate scheme when she stands behind a, two, a one-way mirror. Hang two on, two-way way or mirror, one? Two-way mirror. And suitors come up, and then they have a chat, and if she thinks it's going to go all right, she pops out and says, Ah, i got a pig face. Oh. They inevitably run away. Oh, my God, she's got a pig face. Pretty shit. A bit like one, Shrek. One day, a bloke comes up. Yeah, onions, layers. Bloke comes up, sees the pig face, runs away. Usually they've got some kind of highly trained guard who's able to run everyone down so they don't go to the press. What do you mean, usually? I forgot to tell you, they fake her death. <laughs> <laughs> That's quite a crucial part of the story. They fake her death so that no one, so no word gets out that the pig face is still around. But Peter Dinklage finds out. Peter Dinklage, no, well, eventually. So they usually, all the suitors, they run away when they see the pig face and mm. someone usually catches them and goes, ah, don't tell no one. And they comply for some fucking unknown reason. Do they bribe them? I don't know. Would pit with bacon? I mean, is that inappropriate? That's awful. That's, that's what happens. <laughs> Continue. And then they one day, bloke gets away, goes to the press, sees Peter Dinklage, and goes, "Ah, I lost an eye over this shit." And they go, "Right, oh, fine. Well, let's unmask the pig face." Mm. 
another suitor turns up, James McAvoy, right? They do oh, this really? plan and they get loads of people to turn up. And then she goes and scares them all away. But from one guy says, behind James McAvoy, who's a bit of a thief. He's a bit naughty. Oh. And so he stays to steal something. And oh my God, he ends up being like, oh, you're actually not so bad, even though you've got a pig face. Again, James McAvoy, American accent. Very strange. Oh, yes. Anyway, uh. I've, this feels like it's taking an inordinate amount of time to make a very minor point. See about. it through. Uh, it was just like my my birth. See it through. I didn't want to be there. They gave me all the epidurals. I was like, fuck this. I'm not going to give birth again. Not with my hips. And they were like, no, you didn't do it. Saw it through. Got a baby. Moral of the story. Don't watch Penelope. Don't watch Penelope. Anyway. What, what was the point? Oh, there's a point somewhere. We'll get there, I'm Are sure. you trying to tell me that this is a bad <laughs> this film? This is an awful film. This is a film I watched. Ah. It's awful. Anyway... Time goes by, she falls in love with James McAvoy because she'll accept him for accept her for a pig face. Mm. But he's a bit crooked. Um and it gets to the point where in the end she realizes that she can break the curse herself. She doesn't have to fall in love. She gets married to the, the guy who ran away and went to the press, and on the eve of her wedding decides, oh, I accept myself for who I am. And she accepts herself, she turns into Christina Ritchie, who's really attractive. And then the film... Like Shrek. Like Shrek. And the film kind of then goes, ah, but it's fine because then James McAvoy will love you at the end anyway because now you're pretty. So I was left very confused by the end. Also, other confusing things. I mean, that's a very brief ending to the film. Other confusing things. Everyone is American in that film. Even though it's set in London, right? They go to the Yorkshire Grey in the film oh really quite weirdly there's a chase sequence outside the Yorkshire Grey that's our favourite pub our favourite pub uh, just near Oxford Circus mm. wonderful place mm. lots of ladies that's not or true are they ladies they could be onions <laughs> layers <laughs> nice um, this is like Christopher Nolan shit again god yeah you know all these so, callbacks were just and there's so Peter Dinklage is in it bloody Rich D. Grant they've all got American accents mm. And yet it's kind of accepted that they're in London and they are... They, she goes and seeks refuge in a pub run by Reese Witherspoon. Also American. Right. I just... I don't understand it and I wondered if you might be able to explain it to me. Well, it's... it's just Shrek. <laughs> <laughs> Onions. Layers. Oh, God. So maybe it's a big postmodernist expose of the it sounds Shrek. Like, I mean, did, did it do well? It did all right on IMDb. Is it straight That's to DVD? Only no, I don't know. Penelope. I've never heard of it. It's got see. so many good people in. Mm. I really thought they'd do better. Oh, and Nick Frost has a cameo. Oh, that's cool. American accent. Really? In London. Is Nick he, Frost. Can he do an American accent? No, he can't. He's a fantastic He's actor. a wonderful man, but American accent is not his strength. He's a poker player. James McAvoy likes to play poker. Uh, Russell Brand is in it as well. I fucking For no hate fucking him. reason other than to be James McAvoy's boss, apparently. Um, so sorry about that, but I felt the need to tell you about that. No, me. that's absolutely fine. Um, it's fine. When we start apologising to each other for what we said in this podcast, it's really not going to go very well, is yeah, it? Yeah, it's all You know, the, the cracks in our foundations. I mean, my fingertips are holding on to them, but the something about lemons. What was it, that Kate? Nolan Yesterday thing? I woke up sucking a lemon. Oh, no, you ate so many Umbrella. Because I am so... Bit, bit R, Everything's really. bit like this, and it's up, and it's uh, down, and, and it's down, and it's got a picky punky piano behind it. But she was just basically Lily Allen, but yeah, worse. But not at all related to any famous. Lily Allen's another one who's awful. Mm. Um, you know, even like Laura Marling, she's got, I'll spin a cardigan out of your heartache and wear it on the my bosom. The yarn of my tears. 
I thought you'd rather the yarn of my tits. <laughs> that'd be unspeakable. If you could, like, milk silk from someone's tits, I think that'd be horrible. Don't I make want me to do go it. to a river in Paris and drown yeah. myself there in a river in Paris. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's more. No, it's more like I'll find a sheep that means our life together <laughs> again. I'm singing the tune to Joseph in a Teddy Dream Coat. I'm sorry. <laughs> and then all the bards went musical segment. In the court of the king, I Laura Marling. Everyone loves my own. Shut up. Stop Newsom, and you just go. Because I'm strange and that lady's abrogity. That's her. Or Bjork. You just have techno Bjork. 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 Can we get this out? No, Bjork. You say... I, I, you say, said, I usually say Bjork, but... Like, I always say Bjork. I think that's wrong. She's got an umlaut on the O, and if it's German, it'd be Bjork, but she's... It's like Icelandic. I think it's Bjork. I think it's Bjork. You have to, you have to stretch your mouth when you speak Icelandic. Email us on uh, podshells at gmail.com. <laughs> Bjork or Bjork? <laughs> what a topic. What a topic. That's oh. one for you to get your teeth into there, ladies and gentlemen. Now over to Dan with the clothes. Um, I'm standing in the wardrobe, Paddy, and it's a remarkable scenes on display here. There's a dress... There's a cloak. And that's enough from Dan. Thank you, Paddy. I'm here a week. Shut up, Dan. Fuck off. <laughs> this slept feature, your wife. This feature is not working. <laughs> uh, oh, uh, you remember this one? This is the problem. When we don't have stings, we just have to kind of improvise them on the fly. They don't really work. I think we'll have stings one day. One day. This is when a little harp goes... Memory scene. Tombridge Wells, oh, Tombridge Wells, on the River Wells, Tombridge Wells, Tombridge Wells. Have you, have you ever been to Tombridge Wells? No. Oh. Oh, Paddy, do you remember when we had stings? <laughs> That's a future memory. Yeah. Oh, no. fuck. Playing with timelines. Turn this on its head. I know. This is what it is. This is all actually a really massive postmodernist exercise where we've recorded these in reverse order so that you think we're remembering stuff in the future, but actually we did it ages ago and you're just really stupid. Anyone who uses the word social experiment I think deserves to be kicked in the head. <laughs> I hate social experiments. Like what? Hang what on, are you doing? very broad. You know, what are you doing? You, you know, sat on that pavement but you you know but you 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 you're dressed as a salmon and you're drawing a picture of yourself as a salmon. It's <laughs> like what are you doing? Oh, it's a social experiment. Fuck you. Now I'd agree with your sentiments, number one. Number two, when exactly have you come across this situation? We live in London. No, but, yeah, but no one actually does that. Nathan Barley might do that, but we don't do that. No one else does it. Okay, name the last time that you walked through London without looking at someone and going, oh, fuck you. You are a content. Well, uh, uh, you just more good-natured than me. Yeah, well, people, you know... Good-natured than me, good-natured like... than I. Good-natured than me. Than me. Good. Than I. Natured than me. Grammar. Syntax. Yeah, maybe I am. Maybe you're just a bastard. People are generally all right. Even if they're doing something slightly stupid, it's only to get attention. And mm. even then, you know, you kind of begrudgingly want to give it to them. Yeah. Yeah. I suppose. I mean... There's a philosophical note to end on there. Hmm. What's the most philosophical note? I think G sharp. 
The note itself doesn't imply that it's the interval that implies things. Uh, um, what do you the most philosophical sequence of... Hang on. Was that like a nine? No, that's like a happy revelation. No, as in what fucking interval is it, you fucking pleb? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, well, it's it's a, uh, that's a G major six. Oh, a six. Um, it's close. A multiple of three. Um, that's why I think a slightly darker philosophical thought. Okay. What? Well, okay. Here's one. What if I had the philosophical thought we should execute everyone with a below a certain IQ? Ooh, is that like zany out there? Shit. Yeah. Okay, what if the philosophical thought was love thy neighbour? Oh, that's nice. But I'm it's quite kind of, good at this. It's also I? kind of boring. Okay. As in which love? No, which love thy neighbour is? It's nice but boring. Yeah, exactly. It's a cardigan. It's a warm jumper. It's a cup of Ovaltine. It's a. Okay, what about the philosophical statement? To quote someone right wing and horrible, <laughs> keep the immigrants out. Keep the immigrants out of here. Let's not write that song. <laughs> I don't want them in my coffee shop. <laughs> yeah, it'd be sort of like you're just playing Django Unchained. Django. That is a good movie. He wouldn't be allowed in my coffee shop in this supposed circumstance. <laughs> oh God! I've made that very clear. Oh. Um. Can you hear that? I'm scratching my beard. Oh, do you want to have a beard scratch with me? That must be a horrible noise. Get in there, buddy. Use your toes. Oh, that's it. That's all. Just use your knee. Get your kneecaps in. Oh, you have a loud beard. I know. It's picking up on the Richter scale. You have more of a beard than me. Well, yours is all right. You've got a good chin chin thing going. A goatee. It's very good. It's not. It's all right, isn't it? Best I've ever seen it. For those listening at home, we're just uh, playing with each other's beards. How many times we are we going to do that joke? We are actually nude as well. Which, you know, we're just, we're just kind of. If you imagine, like, have you ever been to? Have you ever been to a, a Roman symposium? What's a symposium? Ah, well, it's a dinner party, but you'd go and you'd eat like really ridiculous food and probably end up having sex with everyone else there. And then you'd recline and vomit. Yeah, weirdly. Yeah. Here's my really boring fact for today. Symposiums were the ones where you'd have sex with everyone, most often, you know, young boys. Mm. Orgies, no sex. Orgies, really? orgies were really refined, and you ate really nice, and you had quite polite conversation, and went home. Then why was it called? A, what? Like, I mean, obviously that was the original meaning. Yeah, of orgy, I don't but know. Why maybe more people had orgies. I don't know. It sounds a bit more naughty as well. Do you think maybe one day symposium, the sounds... social orgy well, got a little bit raunchy, yeah, and everyone <laughs> raunchy orgy. And they went, oh well, from now on, I guess this is the sex club. Mm-hmm. And then some boring man decided to give a speech about fiscal policy and called it a symposium, mm. trying to get everyone to come. Because they're all like, well, we can go and have loads of sex with everyone. Yeah. And then no, it was a boring presentation about uh, fiscal policy with a PowerPoint using mm. three fonts. Not very exciting. I feel we've got off the topic. Actually, you know... What do you mean? Actually, we don't, do you, we don't have, have a topic. topics. Exactly. Okay. I mean, I have a chocolate bar called a topic with a lovely hazelnut centre. Oh, that was... That was, <laughs> oh, that was a slick was joke slick for everyone. Jo- <laughs> there. I, t- I don't know. We haven't... We don't really pr- prepare things. That's the thing. I mean, well, I, mean, I prepared a lovely quiche. It's it's early days, but um, I threw it away. I mean, you're checking your phone. What is wrong with that? I mean, 
you know, I've come all the way here oh, from... it's just more interesting than you. ...from North London. What yeah. does it say? Come on. I'm not going to read it out. Read it out for everyone. No, because... No. Is it sexy? No, it's not very sexy at all. Is it the opposite of sexy? No, but it is from... Oh, it's from yeah. The Eggman. The Eggman. It says, Dear Mr. Floppy. That's what he calls me. That's awful. My legs are unquenchably shakable. I mean, he's got a problem with his legs. Um, he doesn't say. Um, You're reading me. it now. You see, you see a little bit, of, a little bit of interaction okay. helps. Okay. Um, would you like to come and water my hyacinths? I think you've got strong arms. Oh yeah, no, I'm gonna read that bit. <laughs> strong arms and a lovely chin. Mm-hmm-hmm. Nestle my bosom. Mm-hmm-hmm. How is everything in the sewage works? Well, you see, look. I put my phone on silent. It's right here. I'm going to put mine on silent now. Listen. Three text messages, mate. Oh, I've got three. I bet it's from the same person. I'm going to check right now. Why are you checking right now? I've oh. got voicemail. I've got... And Gerald's texted you again. Yeah, but What he's... does he want? What does he want? He can go fuck himself. No, come on, mate, Gerald. We go back ages. He's Do you remember? Right. Do you remember that time? Right. You were there. I was there. Gerald was bloody there. We all went. To Mauritius, right? We went to Mauritius. It's a brilliant story. I'll tell you all about. We went to Mauritius, right? And there in Mauritius, they had a a, a clam catching competition. I thought. Do you remember what Gerald said? He said clam catching, right? He said clam catching. I don't need to catch any more clams. He said. He said I've got plenty at home. If you know what I mean. And then he winked like this, wink. And it was bloody brilliant. Anyway, we went to the clam catching competition, and you. Got no clams at all. It was bloody less. I got three, which I thought was all right, but apparently by the standard of the village, it wasn't that high. Anyway, Gerald, 17 clams, right? I didn't know. We didn't know what he was going to do with all those clams. Then he made clam sandwiches for everyone. All the villagers were so happy, right, that they killed him and ate him in a stew. I, I did not want to remember that. Oh, it was funny though, because he was screaming, oh, no, don't no, me no. Up. don't no. eat my legs. And we were all like, Gerald, they're not going to eat your legs. And then they ate him anyway. That was an awful weekend. It was. That was how I got this. <laughs> what? Clam scar? What are you going to say? No, this. this... Cultural. You're listening to the pod shambles. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, I enjoyed that a lot. I, I really need like. a wee. Um, should we have a pause? A pause? Yes. A pause? A Put pause. Applause. Ooh, that was average. <laughs> I don't know by what standard to judge just because I've only listened for the first time, but I imagine that's probably about the standard at which I can expect it to continue at. I think we should keep downloading it and maybe subscribe to it. Maybe we should give them large envelopes for the money. And drugs. I probably wouldn't go that far, but, um... Okay! I quite enjoyed this. Uh, this is the worst clapping I've ever done. <laughs> Sounds like you're slapping a salmon. Batting a salmon. Batting a salmon. Is that going to be one of our... Like... Catchphrases. <laughs> Could it be a catchphrase we never explain? Welcome to my twisted circus. Won't you come inside? We've got mice with lots of hats. And the lovely boat. (laughs) 
I ran out of ideas. Well, that was that was fun, wasn't it? Well, that's about it for now. Actually, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm exhausted. I need a bath. You always need a bath. Oh, it's lovely in the bath. I'm tired of the bath. <laughs> Come to the bath. Stop sending me to the bath. Would you like? I mean, not even would you like it, please. Mm-hmm. Next week, right? Or next month, or next moon cycle, whenever it's convenient. Next time. It'll be soon. It'll be soon. See you every day. Oh, it's very, very tiring. Very boring. <laughs> we know everything. Right, you got to... Wow, okay. In To try and spice up our relationship, mm. shy of, you know, toys in the bedroom, can you please tell me three stories? And... Any three stories. Any three stories. But you can make maybe one of them up, and I have to guess which one. Oh, what? Oh, okay. Like a combat- com- combative storyteller. So I just come back with some stories. Yeah. And you see if they're true or not. Yeah, I can tell you one about my friend Marge and the razor. Okay, well, I've met Marge, but I don't know if the razor's ah. real. Okay, oh, I get... Oh, and you have to come up with three as one, tell me. I suppose I must. So the next one's going to be a sort of storyteller's Storytellers. sideline. Ah, campfire storytell. A bit of raconteur. I like it. That'd be lovely. Well, this not, time... I think I think we should do stuff like this. I think we should we should set each other tasks. Menial tasks. Can you do my shopping? Well, no. Not not stuff that's, you know, detrimental to the other one. Well, it wouldn't be detrimental to me at can't all. can't afford your shopping. You buy so many leeks. So much prosciutto. <laughs> that's all you eat. I live in a castle made of prosciutto. <laughs> Just <laughs> cured ham and old, old leek. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, you've been listening to the pod shambles. Have a lovely day. Follow us on Twitter. Do we say that? At pod shambles. Pod shambles. Pod shambles. We should Mind. get that right. Should get that right. And if you have anything you would like to say, um, just abuse. Really. Just get yeah, any abuse. Um, just email us at podshambles at gmail dot com. That's G for G unit. And mail for mail order. Mm. Uh, dot for d- Deborah. Deborah. <laughs> and com for communications. Lovely. Um, yeah, that would be great. And um, yeah. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.